Welcome to this experiential journey of healing and possibility. The principles explored in this podcast guide a contemporary seeker to embody his or her soul's mission. It is a process of living in synergy with the perfect order of all things. A process of allowing the natural soul's rhythm to come into fruition in all areas of our lives. I am your host, Lukami, a Soul Synergy Facilitator, a Catalyst for Change and Transformation, a Certified Hypnotist Intuitive Guide. Please subscribe to the show and leave your review. Follow me on social media, lu.kemi or Soul Synergy Experience. I hope you enjoy this show. Hi, everyone. Before we jump into the conversation and before I introduce you to my incredible guest, I would like to make a few announcements. I am offering online and in-person hypnotherapy sessions in Ithaca, New York. It is my greatest pleasure to see my clients flourishing and embracing their heart's desires. We do that by clearing past trauma and limiting beliefs stored in the subconscious. The subconscious drives behavior and behavior determines the quality of our lives. I have helped hundreds of clients in this process of releasing what is no longer serving their highest good and guiding them to awaken to their soul's path. Hypnotherapy can help you increase clarity, change unwanted behaviors, unblock creativity, improve learning abilities, and guide you to live a life that feels truly fulfilling to you. I have only a few spots available. I only take on a few clients per month. So if you want to know more about the private sessions, please contact me through my website, lukami.com. And I also have a transformational group starting in March. This is an invitation for all of you that want to unlock your potential, embrace your soul's purpose, and live fully. If you want to be part of this journey, please check the information on my website, lukami.com programs. I appreciate your support. And please, if you like the show, share with your friends and family. Today, my guest is Jayashree Dawn Spielman. She's a world-traveling spiritual mentor, mystic healer, author, and yoga educator who empowers teachers, leaders, couples, and children to be grounded in sacred truth and sovereign relationships. She's the creator of the Soul Culture Yoga School, co-creator of the Soul Mapping Matrix Online Digital Academy, the author of two books, and an adoring mother of a toddler. Having thought over 10,000 hours of inspiring yoga to tens of thousands while mentoring and coaching, she wrote her first book, Discover Your Bliss. In 2020, she wrote Soul Ascension, a revelation novel for seekers of a new earth paradigm. Jayashree and her husband lead Bliss Body Alchemy Yoga, plus sound healing workshops, curtains, retreats, homeschool empowerment, and podcasts. It is a pleasure to have Jayashree here on the podcast, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Tell us more about your cultural background and upbringing. Oh, I'd love to share. Um, well, my background is that uh, I'm a human who was born on the planet um, <laughs> many moons ago in Massachusetts in the USA. And I was born to very loving, amazing family. They are uh, of Jewish background. And I certainly loved growing up 
uh, singing and dancing and acting. And I was always quite, I would say, religiously oriented or spiritually oriented. And I was involved very much in the ethos and ethics of, of spirituality, but I was uh, mostly acting and singing. And I was raised uh, in Framingham, Massachusetts, and I went to New York University to study Shakespeare and the classics in conservatory. Wow. And I traveled from a very young age. I started traveling when I was 16 to Israel, and I've been over to a few continents many times since then. And my calling was to be a, a performer, if you will, an actor, a singer, and a writer uh, for many, many years. But I had, like many people, a different calling. And after many years, uh, you know, in the unions and equity and off-Broadway, and then I went to Los Angeles I had that kind of spiritual downward spiral that many people have. They call it their great awakening or their dark night of the soul. And although that wasn't my first dark night of the soul, because I believe we all come in with pain and I certainly did, it was the one that helped me pivot totally. And so you could say it was the first complete reinvention of my life where I had mm -hmm. to let go of my identity as an actor, as a performer, and I had already started studying yoga and seeing and hearing and feeling the portals open and available to that higher consciousness, not just better or greater, but grander, higher in the spiritual mm -hmm. sense consciousness. And thus, I pivoted and became a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And so since 2006, I have been a full-time teacher. I have been teaching all over the world, but also opened a yoga school in 2015 and have certified many students into becoming their best teachers, oh. led 20 retreats and have written two books. And now I'm a mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I mentor. And here we are talking about the greatest time on earth. Mm, that's so interesting. We have so many things in common. I would like to to ask if you could describe a little more about this moment of awakening. Yes. Yeah. So many modalities talk about this sacred act or science of the revelation, right. Or of the awakening, you know, uh, for me, uh, I was very lucky. I would say unfortunate in that I had all the material elements not like a super, you know, rich family or anything, but like, you know, middle class, upper middle class in the sense of having uh, a good relationships with my family, father always working very hard. I had a full-time mom. I was from a family where education was everything. So I was allowed and supported in moving forward all of my energy towards education, towards expression, towards advancement. And that is the gift of, you know, a good material life. But spiritually, right, we come into this embodiment with karma, with is the word in Sanskrit, which just means the reactions of, um, you could say other lifetimes, but you could even just go back uh, to this lifetime and say issues in the tissues, or you could say generational trauma, you could mm -hmm. say the ethers or the energetics that are coming through layers and layers. And until I 
understood yoga. I could not really grasp even just like psychology. I could not grasp um, morality, ethics, religion, Eastern, Western. I could not grasp many of the sciences, even sacred sciences, medicine tools, indigenous cultures, until I had an understanding of this dark night of the soul, which is, you know, truly that path of coming back to who we are over and over again, through understanding our anarthas or our unwanted tendencies that come from many layers and layers and layers of living. So that pivot was like the weight of the world, in other words, coming on me in such a way where I couldn't shake it. I couldn't, you know, get the subtle energetic body of myself on my physical body to clear. And perhaps that's why we all keep shifting and up-leveling and looking towards spirituality. But it was a, it really was like a total breakdown of body, mind, and spirit so that my soul could remember who she was. When you say about releasing the false identity, what practices or what can you share with us that truly help you in this process of letting go a false identity? If you can describe something that is tangible and, and, and something that you started to apply in your life. Definitely. I've been thinking about that a lot and bringing it back and, and mm -hmm. you know, what is the simple, repeatable, relatable, reliable process? And I named it, uh, although, you know, it's not necessarily completely original and we all can speak to it in different ways, but I, I call it the first realm of this soul mapping matrix, which is awareness, like the three steps of being aware, you know, um, of pivoting, the power to pivot to my core desire of what I really want, and then making a choice. And that awareness, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I feel for us to stop and really feel? That's a very powerful moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the yoga process to actually oh, feel what's going on. It can stop our breath. It can take us away because the layers are there. And then I think pivoting in the middle to remember who we are, like who I was when I was a child, what my dreams were. And that way we're attaching to something powerful, you know, ethereal, advanced, spiritual, and then making a choice from there. So, mm -hmm. you know, some say pause, reflect, move, you know, there um, are various ways. We could say it in a few different ways, but mm -hmm. awareness, pivoting to core desire and choice is something I come back to over and over and over and then get better at it. And that's really the process I think of yoga as well. Oh, I love that. Can you talk a little more about this process that you have created, the soul mapping? I would, I would love to. And I just want to give you um, some shout out in love also with hypnotherapy and everything mm. you're doing, because it was not like in a vacuum that I found yoga. <laughs> oh. When I, when I talked about um, having that complete revolution when I was 30, and that was 15 years ago, just to fully age myself in front of anyone. Mm -hmm. um, that was me going to my spiritual psychotherapist's chair for four years every week and sitting there and unraveling like the ego and the duality and all these aspects that are part of yoga, certainly part of the process of yoga, but there are many yogas. So you're asked beautifully and thank you about soul mapping matrix 
you know, it's really the whole life downloaded, some would say, or revealing process of remembering who we are. And a lot of people talk about creating something new, but I'm not sure we're creating anything new. I don't believe I am. I'm pretty much attaching to teachers and leaders and saints actually in a lineage as best I can and begging for the mercy to be able to organize and then offer that as a repeatable, relatable, reliable system. And that's what Soul Mapping Matrix is. So it is the process of coming through the untapped psychic pain and trauma to reveal what's already there and then realign with that, fall in love with yourself, and then hopefully get to the place where you can serve, share, and repeat that in the world. Oh, this sounds great. You know, just uh, something that you said about um, hypnotherapy. Buddha said that there are 34,000 doors for awakening. This 34,000 doors are all the teachings and the, and the ways in which we can find ourselves and get enlightenment. It's so interesting that we have the possibility to find what, what feels right for us, right? And, and seek that. 100%. That's why I taught yoga for so long. You know, people, when I started teaching, I was very, I feel very blessed. And I always say, you know, make, say a few things, but make your mess, your message, right? So in some ways, we use our experience to serve the world. And that's always going to come with that pain or duality that the enlightenment process responds to and shows up for so that we can be higher and happier. We call that the process of self-realization. Mm -hmm. In some ways, we would call that Krishna consciousness, or you could call it Buddha consciousness. You know, whoever your version of divinity is embodied in a teacher, embodied in a lineage, embodied in words. So Soul Mapping Matrix is a way where I can connect to someone and help them match their language to the landscape that mm -hmm. is, you know, the teachings and whatnot. Yoga, I was so lucky because I showed up and I started teaching and it was like a whole lifetime can come through that teaching. Mm -hmm. But if I don't keep going and drinking from the water or the well, what good am I, right? I mean, of course, we're good. We're beautiful. We're such ananda. We're souls. We're, we're always amazing in relationship. But as far as like the teachers, I'm super humbled and grateful and keep coming back to the teachers are holding these lineages, these mm. sacred wisdom wells and medicine practices. And with everything that happened in the world right now, and, you know, we keep getting confused, we keep getting pressed upon, but if we can up level and keep that practice of self-care or radical self-care, and we do that through our therapies, we do that through our medicine tools, there's always that lineage on the planet. It's just, we can only step up to the water and drink from it mm. ourselves. And so a yoga class is amazing because you, you go and someone shares one iota or one piece of something brilliant and they give that. And that's also why I started yoga school, because if I can spark anyone to give, oh my God, how mm. amazing is that? Like just give, give, give. And uh, our lineage always says give to live. Actually, it's quite wow, nice. I love that. Basically, the Course in Miracles says that only when you are not giving can be lacking any situation. So the ego is that part of us that is constantly seeing lacking and 
And then if we just shift this perception to giving, then we find the we find the source, we find our divine, divine core, right? Can you elaborate a little more about this process of loving ourselves? I, I know that you wrote a book about that, and I'm interested to know more about your approach on that. <laughs> I love Marianne Williamson, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, she's we met her a few years back in New Hampshire and oh. she played with Narayani for a few minutes. Um, and um, I just, I just love how much she's giving in the world and, and <clears throat> just was reading something by her again today that she shared with a place she visited because you quote A Course in Miracles. I wrote Discover Your Bliss in 2013. It was an ode to my family, to my teachers, to bhakti yoga, to the practice, and also even to everyone else's story, because it was about the process of discovering your bliss, which is to say falling in love with yourself. And perhaps everyone in their life is given certain tools. We said certain karma, uh, almost like there can be a bank account that gets filled up and then you take out, gets filled up, you take out, right? How you fill that bank account is your self-care, which we are now calling radical. Mm -hmm. And the process is the middle of the soul mapping matrix, which we say medicine tools and also finding your team and then creating your daily rituals and all your practice. So we say sadhana, but the top level of the soul mapping matrix is, and always will be eternally that recognition that we are always abundant, always potent and possibly manifesting at every rate, just ahead of the curve. If we can tap in to our essential nature and our essential nature is desire. That's one thing to know that we are made of desire. And so you know, what mantra am I focusing on? Like, you know, if I'm always focusing on the mantra of I cannot do this, obviously that's what, you know, the line is attracting. But if I also choose like to chant to a certain personality, that's going to be, you know, if, if it's Kali Durga, we would say, or, or, you know, which is more of like that amazing energy, but destruction force, or if I'm, I'm, chanting to Brahma, which is peace and the energy of just beingness, or am I chanting to Radha or Krishna or creation or, or even just maintenance of my, my, my sattvic presence, my way of being my good sattva way of being, it's going to create that. And I only throw all that language in to remind us because, you know, you're obviously beautiful bilingual, at least you probably know many languages, we all have that in ourselves to remember our eternal nature and that abundance and radiance on the top level, it works together with going back through the portal of the first awareness. What do I see here and feel? Can I pivot into my core desire and then make a choice and then up into the medicine tools, you know? So discover your bliss was an ode and a book about falling in love with yourself because writing is a way to tap into that eternal awakening. And then, and it still affects people because I shared so much in it about so much pain. I shared about addiction. I shared about all these aspects that you would never look at a beautiful, looking at you like you're so beautiful and you're so powerful and yet so vulnerable and so soft. It, it's like that. It takes one to know one. Of course, people are carrying 
so much and so much um, history or pain, but you can't know that exactly looking at a person. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that that duality is broken through so that people know whatever you're looking at, what the mood is of someone is, is a lot of work, a lot of shadow work can go into that uh, to, you know, and also a lot of mercy and being on your knees and saying, you know, to whoever you believe in God, divinity, uh, energy, how can I serve? Mm. And so discover your bliss was about the mood of service and how that can help us turn in that pain portal back to our divine nature of bliss. Oh my, um, I, I feel so lucky that we are having this conversation today. Thank you so much for sharing this. Welcome. It's, it's, Welcome. it's a great reminder for all of us to, to, mm-hmm. to come back and surrender and, and ask, how can, we, how can we serve? Because that's a place where we are egoless. That's when we are we're losing the false identity. I want this, right? Mm-hmm. The ego plan. As soon as we see ourselves as something, we are in ego, right? And I was told a long time ago, I get so sick of myself, like everyone, (laughs) you know, so sick of myself. And I wanted to go silent the past few years, really silent. Like my head, I got pregnant at my 41st birthday, had my daughter. And just to share a little with your beautiful audience, I pivoted so big in the pandemic, I can't even catch up with myself. But I, I mean, we opened a yoga studio for two years, went to India for like the 10th time, graduated students, Narayani, my daughter came, we're homeschooling, we closed the studio, and then we bought this home 11 months ago, our first home in another state. And so it's just like, it's kind of mind boggling and came to support a spiritual community. So took on 12 devotees, everything everyone's going through and all of us. And like, wow, I say take on in a beautiful way, but the guru and the teachers always have lots to teach us and humble us. So I wanted to go silent, but I've been told not only like, is it okay to speak from a place of, because I would like to just say they and give honor to the teachings. And perhaps that is, you know, much way to better way to be, but some of us have to speak from I, because mm-hmm. it is our very essential you know, nature, um, essence of Shakti or essence of divinity that comes through when we speak through our experience. And Mm. so as much as I want to hide, and as we might want to hide, we have to step forward. And so it's like understanding, wow, that's A, I'm identifying with anything other than my soul, I'm an ego, but B, how can I not serve if I don't identify with ego? And we we call that a chincha beta abeta tafa, or like the truth that it's both conceivably inconceivable that we're like part and parcel of divinity. We're all so separate. How is it possible? And that's kind of what I teach when I'm doing mentorship also, because to hold those two ends of the spectrum is very difficult, but it's also how we move forward in the world. Wow. That's interesting. Can you give a little bit of how do you integrate this both parts? I, I bring, I have to bring up this, this, um, the second book I wrote soul ascension was, 2020 only because that book was the way I was trying to like, if discover what your bliss was the sharing of here's a gift, here's an awakening. How can we do this together? How will we move forward and falling in love with ourselves? Then the next one, soul ascension was okay. When you go internal, 
how are you going to deal with the fact that you're psychic when the whole world is telling you to just like make money and be in this third dimensional matrix? It's like, it's both. It's a both and world. So that is actually, yes, the work of, at least that's the work I'm doing mostly with people is like breaking through those patterns and behaviors just to see the portal is in front of you. And then you have to see, hear and feel it for all the possibility. So the how in soul mapping is, you know, varied ways to, you know, connect with your, not just earth, water, fire, air, uh, material body, ether, but then the mind as something that just jumps between this place and that. And this is all from Vedas. I'm not, you know, making this part up by any means. Your intelligence, which is going higher into my psychic awareness, how do I tap in and up towards that more collective energy of wisdom and, and spirituality? And then your ego. So in the Vedas, they talk about the ego is even more subtle and more subtle and more subtle. So it keeps getting in the way. Yes, as we know, of, as you were saying. Yep. And then what's beyond that? And so this process of going back, I just bring it back to that first realm. What's my awareness right now? And then we do many exercises, you know, like all the different kinds of ways people have, you know, created systems to put in place a, a visual, aural, and, you know, mental, like new landscape mm-hmm. for how they want to do those three things all the time, how they want to be in awareness, then shift, then make choices. And then I help them add the layers above that. And that's why I usually meet with people more than once, (laughs) because that process is both a physical, energetic, you know, and psychic certainly process. Mm, that's that's really interesting. Can you talk a little more about your creative process and how is that for you? How was your experience in writing the book? Mm. And how is your like how is how does your process unfold? How how is this process for you? It's a great question. Uh I'd like to ask you the same question. <laughs> but that, no. it's um not the easiest thing in some ways, I would say I get a lot of headaches. I I mean, literally, that's like a joke and not a joke, because I came into the world getting migraines. And that's, that's part of it. But that happens only because of like stuck energy, probably my creative process. You know, I was told by someone, a, a good friend of mine, who's been a teacher and a supporter and someone I work with and a creative himself, he's like, if you're not sharing you're stealing from the world. Mm. And so part wow. of my, yeah, love that. It's, and it's true, wow. but it's, and I especially gratefully take that with all my pronouns, because if I am not giving, then that is hurting or pushing down on the creative aspect of divinity. And one of the things my husband and I are really into, because we're, our whole focus right now is couples. I mean, I'm always working with women and and men too. And we're always working with children because he's an educator with children and kids on the spectrum and music and everything. But with, especially with couples, it's like with divinity, you, we have to talk about divinity, right? We have to even at least talk about it as either an energy or a source, but what does it do for, Never mind, how are we in relationship to it or him or her or them. And G-O-D, generator, operator, destroyer, there is the, the, always the creation energy, right? 
Um, there's always the destroyer energy and there's always the maintenance energy. We, we would say uh, rajas is the word for the, the power of um, creation. We would say tamas can destroy this, this place of ignorance, this place of just like, you know, blowing. I, I have a potty mouth. I almost said blowing S-H-I-T up. And then, you know, the maintenance energy of, of sattva or peace. And they're all important. So my creative process is to give and to do. It has shifted. It has changed. Oh. But I see grids. I see levels and levels and levels of information. And I did not know how to organize it so well until I really brought in um, a team manifest to help me put it out in the world in regards to when I shifted to becoming more of a, a writer and a mentor. That had to happen. Like, thank mm -hmm. God, you know. Um, but mostly I've always received information and feel it deeply and let it move through my body. And it's this taking it now and really seeing it for what it is and trying to be a little bit more organized, uh, which is to say, bring it more into the 3D realm. It's very painful, to be honest, for me, because mm -hmm. it feels like it's slowing down. And with energy of creation, you want to move it forward. You want to move it forward. And it's like, ah, but we just went through the greatest shift, the most cosmic tectonic plate type astrological shift ever. And here we are 2020 and now 2021 into 2022. And now we're moving into this new phase. So we could talk about that in another podcast if we want. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we will. You have the inner work and the outer work. So for me, it's, it's, you know, creativity is literally a driving force that's always there that has to be um, harnessed. I always say that in yoga practice. That's what I teach. Harness that Shakti, harness that power, harness but what we're harnessing isn't so much creativity. We're harnessing our destructive energy mm -hmm. and we're trying to up level out of our ignorance energy. So I do that with myself. I think that's mm -hmm. the main work, even with creative process. Wow. That, that is really interesting. Really, really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I love it so much. So how can people find you? How can we buy your books? And how can we can we learn more about your work? That is so sweet and kind of you. Um, everything is on jaishriyoga.com. Just like my name is spelled J-A-I-S-H-R-E-E yoga.com. That is where the soul mapping matrix portal is held, where we are adding new courses and upgrading it as we speak with more workshops and meditations and music. And that's also where the yoga school is and all the information about mentoring the one-to-one -one, as well as retreats. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing our wisdom. That was really, really powerful. Thank you. It was just beautiful connecting with you and all my love to you and to all of your beautiful growing community.